Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Welcome back yet again to the Richard Sherman podcast. Mitchell, this season is, is kind of drunk a little bit, man. I don't get it. What happened to my it, guy, Brock Purdy? It is. I don't know if he's just coming back down to earth or, or what's going on, but the San Francisco 49ers are not the same team they were three weeks ago, Rich. This this marks three losses in a row, and this one's at home by two touchdowns. They frankly did not look like they had any business being in this game from the jump. Uh, Brock Purdy with a crucial a crucial interception down in the red zone. Richard, I got to know, is this San Francisco team still are they still legitimate contenders in the NFC right now? It's not looking like it, Mitchell. It's not. I want them to be so bad. I and mean, they have been the beginning of the season. But this Steve Wilkes defense, like, and that's all I can point to because these are the same culprits that have been number one in the league. This is the same, the same Nicholas John Bosa, who was defensive player of the year. These are the same all pros, all pro Fred. Uh, Eric Armstead had two sacks today, but then you get Javon Hargrave. But how are you? doing so terrible with this. Joe Burrow only had two incompletions. I mean, four incompletions on the game, Mitchell. Four incompletions on the game. He threw for three touchdowns, 134.8 passer rating, almost perfect. Jamar Chase had 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon went off for 87 yards on 16 carries. I The two interceptions we talked about, and we didn't even talk about the, the fumble at the end. Mitchell, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm, I'm sure Kyle doesn't know. I, I mean, I would say you know, Kyle's definitely not on any kind of hot seat, but Steve Wilkes, I mean, it may be time to turn the turn the defense over to somebody else because he is not getting the job done. And that's that's pretty evident. It was evident earlier in the season, but you kind of try to overlook it and say, hey, you know, maybe it's just a game. You know, maybe it's just the Browns. And, you know, he had a couple mishaps. But then you get the the Minnesota game where he runs zero with 16 seconds to go. And you're like, mm, that was a that was a. I mean that that call kind of vexed me, perplexed me of sorts. And now you're you're looking at 31 points from the Bengals, and you know you know Joe Burrow and Joe uh, Joe Mixon and, and Jamar Chase. They got all the weapons in the world, but they haven't played well this year. He hasn't. This has been one, of, and this was like medicine for for Joe Burrow. This was like medicine. This is the best game I think he's played this season. You know he's played well throughout other seasons, but against his defense, he's not supposed to play this well. But it's getting too simple. We're, we're, they're running simple concepts. They're running man every dang play, not changing it up, not switching it up. He's trying to pressure. This used to be a four-man rush team, eight back, I mean, four-man rushing, seven back in coverage, three deep, four under. Uh, they ran a little six. They ran a little bit of a man pressure, but he, he, he I, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan, you talked about him being in the meetings last week, and I'm sure he's going to be in the meetings this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they relieve Steve Wilkes of his play calling duties because of how this went. It wouldn't shock me either. I mean, D'Amico Ryans did his thing. Your boy Robert Sala did his thing. I mean, Steve Wilkes seems to be that guy who's going to be under the microscope, Rich. I mean, 
You said it. That not a whole lot has changed. Yeah, the 49ers are battling a little bit of turmoil injury-wise. Debo Samuel not being part of that offense is starting to be noticeable, right? I mean, they don't have that safety outlet. A guy who can break a couple tackles, make some big plays, pick up some crucial first downs. This team seems a little stagnant. They look mortal. They look extremely beatable right now, and we've seen it. I mean, we didn't talk about it a ton, but that Minnesota Viking game last week, Rich, you are not used to seeing those big plays. Jordan Addison, 60-plus yard bombs. Like that, that stuff has not existed against the San Francisco 49er defense over the last several years, and, and we're seeing it time and time again. I mean, Jamar just, Chase, 10 receptions, it, 100 yards. They're used to shutting guys like this down, and they're just not doing it. I, I am, I am for one, concerned, Rich. I'm very concerned, Mitchell. I'm very concerned because I just don't see them being utilized correctly. You see the pass rushing lanes. They look very crowded. It's like, hey, put two nines out, put two threes, let them rush up the field. I, I don't understand what we're doing when you're when you're sending everybody to the inside. It's it's crowded. I mean, these tackles aren't even having to get deep in their drops. I don't understand what he's doing. It's been it's been frustrating, but they're going into a bye week. I'm sure they'll get it corrected, but I would not be surprised if they either let Steve Wilkes go or they change the play calling duties because it he's not making it work. He he has the formula. The formula has been in front of you for the last, I don't know, three, four years. They've played great defense. Robert Sala ran a certain coverage, certain defense. D'Amico Ryans didn't divvy too far off that path. Steve Wilkes is deviating too far off that path. And it's not working. It's not working at all. And so something has to change. Obviously, the Brock Purdy interception in the red zone was huge. He's making colossal mistakes that he wasn't making before. And he was getting away with. It. He he threw for 365, but a lot of those were garbage yards at the end. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Christian McCaffrey has kind of come back to earth. He had six, uh, five carries for 50, I mean, 12 carries, 54 yards, six receptions for 64 yards and touchdown, 17 game straight with a touchdown, an NFL record, uh, tying the NFL record, but they got a lot of things to fix. And I don't know how to, well, I know how to fix it, Mitchell. I know what the defense should like look like. I know what you should be calling. I don't know why he's not calling. It's it's not that hard. Don't, don't let your pride get in the way of a good season. I'm sure Kyle's about to be in those meetings saying, hey, throw your playbook away. We're bringing the playbook of Robert Sala and, 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 and D'Amico Ryan's right back, and that's what we're running. And you're going to call these plays. And you might get back on the sideline because coming calling it from the booth clearly isn't getting it done. I tell you what, they might want to make a call to the guy I'm looking at right now, and that's Richard Sherman to revitalize this defensive uh, unit. Because, Rich, I tell you what, tell me, if you were called upon to be the defensive coordinator for this team, what adjustments would you make tomorrow going into next week? I mean, they're on bye. A bye week could not come at a better time for them. They need to regroup and reload because if they don't, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks are, are taking over the division right now. They and, are. and they might be in the rearview mirror. So what changes would you make if you were the D coordinator next week, Rich? We're going back to the fundamentals. We're going back to the things we do, we do well. We're not running man on first and second down like they've been doing. We're not zero pressuring in the middle of the field. We're not doing it. Um, uh, these palms pressures, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think they're, I don't think they're sound. Um, you know, people get mad at me. I'm a cover three guy. I'm a cover three, cover six. Um, a little bit of man pressure, but that's about all we need. Uh, uh, lose two on third and long situations, lose six third and long situations. But outside of that, we're going to mix it up within what we do well. We're going to play fast, our D-line. We're going to put them in, in nines and, and threes. Um, we, may run a we may switch that up a little bit. You, know, you, you always need a, a one sometimes, you know, depending on the situation. But outside of that, Mitchell, I'm, I'm letting my D-line Pin their ears back and go hunt. We gotta, we gotta eat on first and second down. So we're gonna be three eight man box. Um, we're gonna make them beat us. And then when we get to third down, we're gonna have to man up. Our D line is gonna have to get hot, like they've been doing for the past three four years. And for you to take them out of that, for you to sit there and run games and stunts and do all these other things instead of just ears back, go get to the quarterback like these guys have specialized in for the last I don't know three four years. It's weird. It's weird, and, and I think Kyle Shanahan has had enough. I think this is the straw that's going to break the camel's back. There's going to be changes next week, I would imagine. Well, before we leave this game, Rich, are the Bengals back? Because they sure look like it. They looked really good, Mitchell. They looked really good offensively, defensively. Um, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendricks, Trey Hendrickson uh, looked really good. In the secondary, they looked really good. They had the tight coverage, but 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Logan Wilson played well. Jermaine Pratt had an interception. And you got to give them credit. So, yeah, they look really good. They look back. They beat a really good San Francisco team. Um, and that division looks wide open. I mean, obviously, Baltimore won this week. But it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Uh, the Browns were were in it, and their their record was similar to uh, Cincinnati's, and they lost to San, I mean to Seattle in a very tight ball game. So this this AFC North is going to be a dog fight coming down to the end. For a limited time, Verizon customers can get Netflix and NFL Plus for just twenty five dollars a month with Plus Play. That's $120 of annual savings. Plus Play is a platform where Verizon customers can shop, manage, and save on subscriptions you already love, like Netflix and NFL Plus. With NFL Plus Premium, you get access to live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, and more. Just go to verizon.com forward slash plus play to bundle and save on Netflix and NFL Plus today for a limited time only. Who are the pretenders and who are the contenders? We're more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this fall. Get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code Richard. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. Well, Richard, I know you're going to hear a lot about it tomorrow morning, uh, but these Dallas Cowboys, I don't know who they are because they just either pound the living heck out of a team or lose to a team they shouldn't lose to. But today, they got out early. They absolutely decimated the, the Rams' offense. They beat up on Matt Stafford. They neutralized Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. And then we saw CeeDee Lamb come to life. I know you do not think he's a number one wide receiver, but Richard, did he prove today that he is a true number one wideout in this league? No, he had a great game though. He had a great game, Mitchell. I, the, the true number one still stand in my in my eyes the same way. Uh, but really great game for him. Career high in receptions, career high in yards, uh, two touchdowns. Um, really, really great game overall for the team. Um, with the pick six, Deron Bland is a ball magnet. Third pick six of the season. I mean, it's credible because sometimes you're like, oh man, that might be a lucky one or. Or man, I don't know about that one. That that was a good play, but but he's consistent with him. First seven games, three pick sixes. I mean, that's unheard of in the National Football League. First third player since 1970. Uh, he's up for he. I mean, he he, he up for a Pro Bowl season, and I, he wasn't even a full time starter when the season started. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs was the block punt. Um, they've had one of the best defense. I mean, special teams coordinators in the National Football League. He was with the Rams for a really long time, and now he's with the Cowboys calling a great game. That was a big play. Micah Parsons had a sack in the game. But you're right. They contained Puka Nakua, who's leading the league in in, in targets, um, held him to three catches for 43 yards. Cooper Cup, we already know what he – we all know what he does. Aaron Donald got his, but it was too little, too late. Uh, Dak played one of the best games he's played this season, no question. 25 or 31, 304, four touchdowns and an interception. Uh, it's it, it's a great game all around for them. That was a complete game for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's coming up right when they need it because the Cowboys at Eagles next week. That's going to be a game with with two of the top five in our power rankings, Mitchell. I'm excited to see that one. That's going to be a story that tells the tale. Well, who is this Dallas Cowboy team? I mean, because I know you were not the biggest fan of them over the last few weeks, but to me, when I watch this team today, they look legitimate. They look like a team that come out of the NFC consistency is the name of the game with the Dallas Cowboy team. Yeah, Do you Mitchell, think there's any way in hell they can come out and make a Super Bowl run? Because right now, if they put it together like they did today, it sure looks to me like they can do that. Well, I would have said that San Francisco 49ers, but how inconsistent they've been, it's hard to guess anything. I mean, they play like this. They're going to be a really tough team to beat, but they just don't play like this every every game. They play like this when they, when they play competition that is uh, worse than they are. Um, it's exciting because they're going to run into a competition. Guys with winning records. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles are seven and one, 
and they're playing the Dallas Cowboys, who are five and two. This is the game of the week. This is the game everybody's been waiting for. I'm excited to see it. This is a this is a another litmus test, another barometer for where this team truly is. But they got to feel all confidence got to be sky high coming off this win. The way they did it, all three phases, getting turnovers on defense, swarming on defense, confidence offensively. They were moving moving around. They were running the ball well. Uh, Dak was impressive getting the ball to where he needed to get to, was impressive in the red zone. They were finally executing in the red zone. They still had to turn over in the red zone. But outside of that turnover, they executed really well. C.D. Lamb played a really good game. So we'll see because this uh, Philadelphia Eagles secondary has looked very vulnerable. They got the win, but Washington had their way and uh, yeah, throughout that game. And I, I, I got to see. I got to see what it's going to look like, Mitch. Well, you touched that on already. Deron Bland. Three pick sixes a season. The NFL record for pick sixes in a season is four. So he's well on his way to breaking that record. We'll see if he can do it. Richard, let's take it to the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers, holy cow, fall from grace. I think we've finally seen after 20 years, you can't strike can't strike gold three times in a row. Uh, Jordan Love doesn't look to me like he's that guy. The bigger story in this game against the Vikings, obviously the Vikings are coming back. They look a hell of a lot better. But Mr. Kirk Cousins, you like that? I I don't like that. It looks like Uh. he's got an Achilles injury. Richard, you're all too familiar with those. Uh, Your your thoughts on this game and, unfortunately, the news that comes with it with Kirk Cousins and his injury. You hate to see that, Mitchell. Kirk Cousins, surprisingly, surprisingly to everybody, was leading the league in yards. Um in the National Football League, and he was amongst the leaders. Or was he leading in touchdowns? I think he's leading in touchdowns. Um, and had two today, so what? nothing was going to change. I mean, he's having a really good season, regardless of their record. Um, he's having a season of his life, and he was looking forward to cashing in in the free agency. This is a, a, a tragic loss. I'm sure he's, he's really looking at Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure he's going to give Aaron a call after this game and after things calm down for him to see, because Aaron Rodgers, after eight weeks, is somehow standing up and throwing in ball game. I mean, it, it, in warmups, it just doesn't make sense, Mitchell. I really don't even know know how to explain it. This guy's. I mean, he's either not of this planet or that procedure is not of this planet because this the alien technology that's in his his Achilles right now is is what we need to be studying, and that's the story of the season. Because if he can come back, and the Jets 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 can stay in the running, stay in the hunt. It's going to be very fun in December and very festive in New York. And I'm excited to see that. But like you said, the Packers, they thought they had another one. DJ Khaled, another one. But they didn't, Mitchell. They didn't. And I told the dad, I told Green Bay, I told their fans, you're not getting three in a row. I, I feel you. You want to love Jordan Love. But maybe, just maybe, you should have shut up and enjoyed the guy you had. Oh, he's going on dark retreats. He's he's quiet. Ayahuasca. He's doing too many things. He's not careful what you wish for. Because now you got what you wish for. Your team is two and five and could easily be one and six. You're on your way to picking top five in the draft. You're considering probably drafting another quarterback. And instead, you know, Aaron's hurt this year. Sure. Who would have known? He would have torn his Achilles. Okay, cool. Got a point. Maybe. But He's been doing well for that team for a really long time. And I just did not like the send-off he got, Mitchell. I did not like the send-off he got. I did not like how they were talking about him at the end. It's similar to what Tom dealt with when he was leaving. It's like, I guess you, no matter how well you play for an organization, no matter how well you play as a team, when it's time to leave, the fans don't leave with you, Mitchell. They don't leave with you. They, they're they loyal to the, to the sticker, to the logo, not to the players. Even if the players spent... Majority of their lives giving their best to these organizations, you don't appreciate it. So Jordan Love's doing his best, but he's a young quarterback. He's going to have some growing pains. I, like I said at the beginning of the season, everybody in the division was happy to see Aaron Rodgers go. <laughs> Green Bay Packers, y'all were happy. So were the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, and the Detroit Lions because they knew now the owner of the Chicago Bears is gone. The owner of the Minnesota Vikings, he's gone. So they have a chance in these ball games, and they're taking advantage of it. Well, you're spot on, Rich. I mean, without the likes of Aaron Rodgers, even if he's not playing to his A game, it's that name that stokes fear, and it's his opponent. I mean, Jordan Love, his name stokes no fear. I mean, this team has not scored 
but one touchdown in the first half all season long. I mean, this is not Green Bay Packer football. Uh, the, the fans up in Green Bay, super nice, you know, but I, I, you're right. They're going to be picking high up in the draft. They're probably going to be targeting Drake May. They might, you know, get lucky and get Caleb Williams. But until then, I, the Green Bay is going to be treading water for the rest of this year. And Minnesota probably will be too without Kirk Cousins. There's going to be questions for them because they are a 500 team. You know, they could sneak in the wild card here, but you're midway through the season without a quarterback. I mean, where would you go if you're management with the Minnesota Vikings right now? Who would you turn to? Well, I mean, you got to look at the kid from Florida State, too. Jordan Travis, I think is his name. Uh, yeah, sure. Really, really good football. Um, looks very elite. Looks looks like he got a great command of the offense. And right now, they got the sixth pick in the draft. They might go higher. Um, you, you, they better hope it goes higher because where, where you don't want to be is no man's land. You know you're in a bad season and you're picking like 12. Like, hey, we wanted just enough games to be 12, but not good enough games to win anything or be in the playoffs. So, but let's talk about Daniel Hunter because he's been leading the league in sacks and nobody's mm-hmm. talking about him. He's having a beast of a season. He's He's been every – I, I want to say he's got a sack in every game. Uh, I'm, I might be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure he's got a sack in every game. But the Packers have lost four straight. And they haven't scored a first-half TD, Mitchell, since week two. Something got to change. That's what's hard when you when you feel like, hey, my, my offensive coordinator is a savant. My head coach is an offensive guru. You get spoiled by a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. He makes you lazy. He makes you lazy, Mitchell. Like, it's like autopilot. Mitchell, when I get in my Tesla, like, you, you put it in, you put it in autopilot, you cruise, you cruise. You, you get lazy as a driver. You, you, you're not paying attention as much. Then you got to drive, and it's like, oh, wait, what am I? Like, put your blinker on. I'm like, you could form bad habits. So he probably wasn't as hands-on as he has been in the past because he had Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is running the meetings. Aaron Rodgers is running two-minute. Aaron Rodgers knows situational football within the game. He knows when to spike it. He knows when to call a timeout. He knows when to call a run. He knows when to check out a thing. So as a coach, you're sitting there like, yeah, I'm drawing it up, but he's running a lot of the show. And then you step back and it's like, oh, well, it's time for me to run the whole show now again. And I got a young quarterback who do exactly what I want. But it's like, ah, certain things Aaron was doing that that maybe I'm not even experienced enough to do. Maybe I'm not veteran enough to do that I was getting credit for when he was doing. So a lot of things changing, but it's interesting for LaFleur. He got to change some things. He's got a coach, babe. Well, let's take you to a game. Ultimate bar, barn burner game of the week, Rich. A game that featured more punts. Then points, 24 <laughs> punts to 23 points. Let's go to the New York Giants, New York Jets game. Zach Wilson comes to life down the stretch, uh, throws two beautiful passes in the, in the final 30 seconds of the game, ties it up, and ultimately the Jets win in overtime. Richard, I know there's really not a whole I mean, the Giants finished with minus nine passing yards. Uh Tommy DeVito doesn't look like the answer. Tyrod Taylor's now Definitely hurt. not Danny. Uh, Danny Dimes. It's back to Danny Dimes. I mean, this is a franchise that essentially said, hey, Saquon Barkley, we're going to franchise you. We're going to give as much money as we can humanly possibly give to Daniel Dimes, who can't do anything really for this franchise. Uh, Richard, the Giants, their defense is starting to show up. It's just a shame they have no offense. It's a shame they invested 45 plus million a year in a quarterback that's just flat out not going to be that guy. But the Jets, the J E T S, Jets, 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 found another way to win. And like Mitchell, you said, if, go if ahead, Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers can sneak back in, if he can pull the greatest comeback in sports history, right, and sneak back in. Just maybe, maybe this is a storybook ending for the Jets here. Mitchell, if, if Aaron Rodgers comes back and the Jets do anything in the playoffs, I mean, win one game, they're going to write a movie about this season. They're going to have to write for a movie sure. about this season because this is incredible. One thing they're not going to write a movie about is this Giants offense. That was porous. That was terrible. But we do have to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau because we have been very critical of him on Thursday Night Football when they played because he had not lived up to the hype. He had not been playing as hard as we, what people had expected this game. He showed up in a major way. Maybe the light's cutting on. Maybe he's coming into his own. Three sacks in the game. Jermaine Johnson on the other side. Two sacks in the game. And those guys were playing. The defense was playing. Both defenses were, were, were coming to life. We talked about Lawrence Jackson and his impact. Dory Jackson um, 
uh, with the Giants. Their their secondary is coming to their own. They're playing hard. They're playing good football. But Zach Wilson, again, the Jets are playing with one hand tied behind their back. But Zach Wilson, when you needed to have it, the first quarterback since 2000 with multiple 25-plus yard completions in the final 30 seconds of a ball game. The Jets got 58 yards in 24 seconds without a timeout to tie the game at the end of regulation. That is clutch. That is clutch. And they were playing with a backup center, a young center, who had, they had a fumbled snap in the game where Zach Wilson said, hey, that was on me. We haven't been practicing a lot. We haven't been working together a lot. I got to figure out a way to get that done. That is maturity from young Zach Wilson. That is big-time maturity from young Zach Wilson, and that's what you love to see. In this team, Robert Sala has these boys continuing to fight. Their defense is still playing elite football. Their defense, I mean, to hold them to negative one yard, a quarterback to negative one yard. They ran Saquon so much. I mean, I can't imagine being Saquon tomorrow. He's going to live in the cold tub next week. 36 carries for 128. 36 carries. Like, this seems like a 90s game, Mitchell. You when the last time you heard running back getting 36 carries in an L? Good night. It doesn't happen anymore, and it goes to show you what the Giants team has become. I mean, without Saquon, they're absolutely nothing. But with him, all they do is rely on him, and they just continue to franchise take him, not pay him the money that he rightfully deserves. This team has got to look itself in the mirror because they got a baller in Saquon Barkley, a guy that you can really build your offense around. But they just shot themselves in the foot, Rich. And in doing so, they get featured on our segment for Uber Eats this week. The almost, almost perfect defense of the week where we highlight the NFL defense that put on the week's most dominating performance this week. Thanks to the New York Giants' porous offense, you know, top to bottom, the New York Jets are this week's Uber Eats almost, almost perfect defense. Holding the Giants to 10 points, had four sacks, 47 yards, mm. and negative nine passing yards. Two of 19 on third down. How is that even possible? I mean, that'd be like throwing me behind center, Rich. I don't even understand how that is possible. Have you ever been in a game like that where you're just, I know you guys were dominant. The Legion of Boom was so dominant, but negative nine pass yards? Come on. I think we held somebody to like 10 yards one time, but not negative nine. Good night. Go home. Like that's yeah. that's a tough game. That's a tough game, and I I don't even know how you come back as a Giants. What do you do? Because at this point you're two and six. You got a high draft pick in front of you. You can kind of you can kind of maneuver out of this 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 Daniel Jones contract. You gonna want to maneuver out of this Daniel Jones contract? Um, ain't nobody taking him. There ain't nobody about to call you for him. I mean, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Because you might want to just get rid of Saquon and let him go somewhere and thrive. Because Baltimore, you might want to get rid of Saquon. Baltimore, because Saquon can go thrive somewhere. He don't deserve this. Y'all didn't want to pay him. Y'all didn't want to give him his money. He's worked hard for this franchise. Let him go somewhere that wants him. And that can showcase his talent. Please. Well, the trade deadline is Tuesday, Richard. So they're going to have to be making some quick decisions on that. And like you said, there's a lot of teams in need of a running game. Uh, but again, kudos to the New York Jets. They get this week's almost, almost perfect defense of the week. And remember, you can order almost, almost anything you want on Uber Eats, the official on-demand partner of the NFL. Go ahead and order now. Uh, Giants fans might want to be ordering a couple uh, 12 packs of beer, hoping to forget this game. I'll say that much. Is there a better sports month than October? Football is well underway. The baseball postseason is here and new basketball and hockey seasons are upon us. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing like being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on game day and concerts daily. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seat. And with the Game Time guarantee, you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork away from buying tickets with Game Time. 
download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the redeem code SHERMAN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code SHERMAN, that's S-H-E-R-M-A-N, for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of a team that's going to probably want us to forget a game, Denver, Kansas City. Nine points. They were calling for snow. They said six to 12 inches. If you would have told me it was snowing all day and this was the final score, okay, that makes sense. But I didn't see many snowflakes, Rich. I didn't see anything. Granted, I wasn't there. I know it was chilly, but come on now. Mahomes a little sick, a little under the weather, but he's 13-0 and on the road. Mahomes is one of those guys. He's the Michael Jordan of today's generation in the football. He just doesn't lose. He's 13-0 on the road against the AFC West prior to today. And they took an L, and they took it bad. Russell Wilson kind of looked like the Russell Wilson of old. But, Richard, this Kansas City Chiefs team, they took it on the chin today. What, what do you make of it? Man, I don't know, Mitchell. Just same as San Francisco 49ers, I don't know. Because Kansas, this game has been, this game has been in the weights for Kansas City. They, they've been struggling. They've been eking by in these ball games, Mitchell. They have not been dominant. Everybody talks about, oh, their offense is coming to life, coming to life. We watched the first game against the Denver Broncos, and I think it was 9-19 to in Kansas City's favor. And there were a few plays in there where it's like the tide turned, but it did not look like the Denver Broncos were outmanned in any, in any capacity. They didn't look like they, oh, this team is just way better than the other team. It looked like there was a play here, play there, where they just lost that ball game. And it looked like if they just got things together, if they put a little more pressure on Mahomes, if they if he made a few mistakes, they could win this ball game. And that's what he did today, Mitchell. They had five turnovers. They lost three fumbles. Patrick Mahomes lost one. Valdez Scantling lost one. McCole Hardman lost one. And then Patrick Mahomes throws two interceptions. Again, the same thing that makes you laugh can make you cry. They hadn't lost a game by five five points or more in forty games. Like you said, they had won 16 straight against Denver. This was a game where you're like, hmm, are the tides turning a little bit? You know, not greatly, but they're turning a little bit because they didn't, the Denver Broncos didn't look intimidated, even though their season isn't going the way they wanted to. Russell Wilson played well. He has 12 for 19, not a lot of yards. This is 114 yards, but three touchdowns, a high passer rating. Uh, Javante Williams comes back and is roaring. Uh, you know, he's he running the ball well. Jerry Judy had two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Barry Baron Brownie, a guy they're really, really high on, had a great game. Um, Justin Simmons got his, I think, fifth or sixth pick of Patrick Mahomes in his career. Uh, I mean, I saw them working on Patrick Mahomes' hand. He's under the weather. The Chiefs have the Dolphins next week. I mean, it could get really interesting in Kansas City really fast, but the Broncos feel really good going into the bye week. I think it's going to be, you know, they they can have them a few beers and, and be able to regroup. Sean Payton can take a deep breath, figure things out. But it had to be a huge win for them. That was a big-time win. A huge win. I mean, it's the biggest one they've had in two-plus years, easily. And, and and this team, they're getting hot at the right time. Their defense looks like the defense of last year. Now it truly falls on Russell. I mean, he, he like you said, he only had 114 passing yards, but he had three touchdowns. The passer rating was almost 120. 
but he's got to give his wideouts more opportunity. I mean, you saw he gave Jerry Judy an opportunity at deep ball. He caught it. Cortland Sutton bailed him out as well. They got he's got some playmakers on the outside. Give him the opportunity. I mean, you saw this with Curse. You saw this with Doug Baldwin in Seattle. Jess Russell, let him loose, man. Because this Denver Bronco team, you never know. But like you said, Rich, this Chiefs team, they could be in hot water quick. They go to Germany. They play the Dolphins next week. And let's focus a little bit on the Dolphins because this is a huge test for them. They went they went and beat New England. Everyone expected them to beat New England. They won 31-17. to 17. But I'm going to rattle off who the Dolphins have beat this year, and I want your – I just want your gut reaction to this, Rich. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Patriots twice. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Giants, and they beat the Panthers. Your thoughts on those six wins? Not a lot of not a lot of great teams in there, Mitchell. Exactly. And now you look; they get blown out against the Bills. They lose by two touchdowns against the Eagles. This game next week against the Chiefs, the Chiefs that are going to be a desperate team for a win. Miami's got to show up and show out in order to convince at least me. And I know you kept them out of your power ranks in your top five this week. I'm sure they have to convince you too. But here they go. I mean, Tua looks amazing. You know, he leads the league in, in, in passing yards and passer rating, tied for first in TDs. You know, Tyreek Hill looks like he should be an MVP candidate. I, I don't know if he can do anything else than what he's doing. He's already got over 1,000 yards. You right. know, they've got one of the best wide receiving cores in, in the league. And they get Jalen Ramsey back. I mean, your thoughts on this team, this win? I mean, no surprise, but what what's up with Miami? I mean, it, it, they're a great team. They're a great team, but they have to get that signature win. You're right. They played two contenders in Buffalo and Philadelphia, and they lost both of those games. So you need this win in Germany against the the, the Chiefs. And you, the Chiefs are kind of kind of off right now, so this would be the perfect time to have them. But you talk about Tua. Tua Tungavailoa is 6-0 versus Bill Belichick. For whatever it's worth, the most wins ever by a quarterback, um, most regular seasons, ever versus Belichick. I mean, nobody's had that much success regardless. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, first game back, get him a pick. He said he's happy he's back and happy he's as advertised because he came back. They tried to run uh, out and up with the wheel against trap coverage and thought he wouldn't see it. The old veteran, KG Vet, it's a bad ball. That's a bad ball and a bad try by Mac Jones and a great play by Jalen Ramsey. He looked good. He looked smooth. You're obviously going to have a little bit of rust, but like you said, Tyreek Hill, first player to have a thousand yards over his first eight games. That's incredible. Tua is leading the NFL in passing yards, passer rating, and it's tied for first in touchdown passes. This is the Dolphins' best start since 2001. They got to keep it rolling. But if they want to be respected and want to live in my power rankings, they have to win next week. I'm with you. And your boy, your former teammate, Raheem Mostert, now leads the NFL with 12 touchdowns. Another one today. This team can hit on all cylinders. They're the fastest team in the NFL. Next week's a big test for them. Take it down to Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, yes, yes he, he can. can, goes out in the first half with an injury oh. to his ribs, and oh. we got to see the old trusty, good old, uh, my namesake, Mitch Mitchell Trubisky comes in there and, and doesn't really provide much aid for him, Rich. The Jacksonville Jaguars, on the other hand, they're they're 15 and five in the last 20 games. Three losses have come to the Chiefs, one of which has come to the my Detroit Lions. That's a pretty good lineup of, of 15 and five over 20. Are the Jaguars legitimate? Because you have not given them any love. I don't think over the last, I don't think I've since I've known you, Rich, you've not given the Jacksonville Jaguars any sort of love. Could they Mitchell. sneak into your power ranks here, man? They could. They could because my San Francisco 49ers have to make an exit. Mitchell, stage left. Oh, 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 Mitchell, they have to make an exit, stage left. But Trevor Lawrence played a really good game, threw a costly interception early, recovered, threw for 292 yards, 24 of 32, pretty efficient game. But Travis Etienne is having a really good season, a Pro Bowl caliber season, 24 rushes for 79 yards, three receptions for 70 yards. And that long touchdown, uh, Calvin Ridley had a really solid game. He's having a really good season. Josh Allen, Mitchell, Josh Allen, another guy, not the Josh Allen you're thinking of, but another oh. great Josh Allen who's finally 
living up to that number one pick. Everybody, or was he number one, or was he number seven? He might. He was top seven. ten. He was top ten. I know it was number seven. I'm thinking of Travon Walker was uh they got. Was it Travon Walker? Was it? Was Trevon it? Walker was one. Yes, Travon Walker was one. Okay, and he had a sack today. The- he had a sack. He had a sack today. He had a really good game. And so this defense is showing up. This this. I, I mean, I didn't know if Mike Caldwell could do it, but he's doing it. He's doing it. He got these guys playing really well. Um, they're six and two now. They're definitely going to make their way into my power rankings because they're legitimate. They've been they've been winning games. Um, they've been com- winning games convincingly, running the ball, playing great defense. What else can you say? They're disciplined. They win the games they're supposed to win. And then what are you going to do in Pittsburgh? I don't know, Mitchell. We got them next week. The Steelers versus the Titans in Pittsburgh. I'll be there. Kenny Pickett doesn't play. We got to watch Mitchell Trubisky again. We had to watch Mitchell Trubisky last year, Mitchell. Mitchell, I still got a little bit of the taste in my mouth, and I, it wasn't a good taste. No. Like, Mitchell, I, try, I don't want that. Mitchell Trubisky. Like, Mitchell, my goodness. He had a TD in the game, and those two interceptions, I just, like, like I don't know, Mitchell. Like, what are we doing? At this point, you've got to throw the ball to George Pickens. If nothing else, throw the ball to George Pickens. If nothing else, throw the ball to George Pickens. Please. Mitch Trubisky, to me, is one of the most odd sports stories you can possibly have. He he started one season at UNC, and, and then the Chicago Bears trade up for him at number two, passing on Patrick Mahomes. And, and Mitch Trubisky has had probably one of the most underwhelming careers thus far, and you're going to try it out there on Thursday Night Football and watch him. But I'll be honest with you. I don't think Kenny Pickett's that much better. Pittsburgh is going to have to make a quick decision here because unless Kenny Pickett turns things around this year, I don't know if you can put the the state of the franchise in his hands. In his two, doesn't he wear two gloves? And he like Teddy two gloves? I, I I'm passing on on Pittsburgh's quarterback situation. I think they got to look elsewhere. But these Jacksonville Jaguars, man, this Trevor Lawrence team, Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, are what the L.A. Chargers should be. You know, they've got a bundle of talent on the offensive side of the ball. They got Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. They got a a, a good pass-catching tight end in Evan Ingram. Well, you touched on it. Travis Etienne is having a, a career year right now. And then Trevor Lawrence. He is Justin Herbert. Trevor Lawrence is a rock star. The Jaguars, if they get a good draw in this playoffs, and if they catch Kansas City on a, on a good day. They almost day, caught them last year. I know. That's what I'm saying, dude. This team right here, they could surprise. They could be much like the Bengals. They could surprise. I, I don't want to – I don't know how much stock I'm buying in them, but they could definitely come out of the AFC. And I'm I'm intrigued by putting them in your power ranks. But yeah, another yeah team they're definitely intrigues, going to Another team that intrigues me, Richard – is these Philadelphia Eagles, the only one-loss team left in the NFL. The Eagles got it done. Wasn't in great fashion, but but they ended up coming away and, and taking a relatively easy win. Washington gave them trouble early. And then your boy, Mr. Always Open, A.J. Brown, absolute beast. This is his sixth straight game with 125-plus receiving yards. I mean, it's up for, to me, like, how does a wide receiver have a year like this? I have a year like Tyreek Hill's having, I have a year like AJ Brown's having, and not be in that MVP conversation. Like, when because is a player MVP outside of a quarterback going to win? It's never going to happen, Mitchell. It sucks. It sucks. They need to give the quarterback a separate award and, and give MVP to the most valuable players instead of just the guy who touches the ball most because it's not always, they're not always the same, one and the same, but that's the game we're in. Um, but Jalen Hurts threw for four touchdowns, 319, 135. Point seven passer rating, but all day, always open. AJ Brown, you talked about a true number one, Mitchell. We talked about CD Lamb. He had a great game, Mitchell. He had a great game, but we just talked about all day, always open. AJ Brown, and this is his sixth straight 125 yard game, two touchdowns, and they were Mitchell. One of them, the one hander in the corner. Pulled it in, then drop. Let the feet die. Let him die, Mitchell. Drop him. But he's playing some really good football. You don't want to overlook Devontae Smith because he had a really good game too. Um, seven receptions, ninety-nine yards, a tug. Hassan Reddick is is getting getting warmed up and starting to get on the board. But 
give Sam Howell a lot of credit. Sam Howell threw for almost 400 and four touchdowns. He threw the interception, uh, 114 passer rating, career high in passer yards. Mitchell Terry, Terry McLaurin had a, had a good game, but Jahan Dotson was cooking out there. Mm-hmm. And so my concern is this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Because, again, just like the San Francisco 49ers, what happened to the pass rush? They had 70 sacks last year, Mitchell. They had 70 sacks. And they're rarely getting to the quarterback these days. And when they, they, they're they get, having their games where they get a couple sacks, but it's not the same kind of pressure, not the same quarterback hits and hurries that they had last year. They were ferocious. Every game you're looking up and there's 10, 11 hurries. There's two, three, four, five sacks. And you're just not seeing that kind of production. And you're seeing... The secondary, who's been banged up all season, you know, they just traded uh, for for a great safety. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the secondary because Bradbury's there. Big play Slay is still there. Um, Blankenship is playing. He had an interception in the game. But to give up 400 yards, I mean, you got to give credit to uh, Eric Bieniemy again. Eric Bieniemy, he's doing it somewhere else, ladies and gentlemen. He's not in Kansas City, and he's still producing on offense. They didn't win the game, but they scored a lot of points and had a lot of yards. He can call these plays. He can lead men. But like you said, it wasn't enough for them to get the win, but this was this is concerning for this defense. Well, shout out to A.J. Brown. Uh, this week's Making It Look Easy Player of the Week brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. AJ Brown gets it this week. Huge game. I mean, Richard, this guy reminds me. Let me like paint a little picture for you because I know you played against this guy before. Calvin Johnson. AJ Brown's one of those guys. He's got a little Calvin in him and he's got a little Debo Samuel in him, right? Where he's just one of those guys. You throw him up the ball and he can make a play. Hey, throw it up into double coverage. I got it. And you know what? I'm a dog. It's going to be tough to bring me down because he's one of those guys. He makes something out of nothing week in, week out. And and A.J. Brown, best acquisition this team's had in a lot of years. Shout out to the Eagles. They they really put it out there, acquiring Darius Slay from the Lions, acquiring A.J. Brown from the Titans, going out and getting Kevin Byer from the Titans. They don't they don't care. I mean, they're they're being they're being, I guess smart with their draft picks giving up second third round picks for these guys and they're turning themselves into legitimate super bowl contenders year after year and they might just be the best team in the nfl this year that's this week's making it look easy brought to you by morgan and morgan america's largest injury law firm if you're ever injured you can check out morgan and morgan go to forthepeople.com slash sherman or dial pound law that's pound 529 winning in this league rich it's hard you know that but hiring Morgan Morgan, it's easy. It's easy. That's easy, Mitchell. What wasn't easy was watching this Atlanta-Tennessee game, Mitchell. And I'm, I'm not going to go too, too, too deep into it, but great game by Will Levis. Um, sure. Third player ever with four touchdowns in his first start. The other were Mariota and Fran Tarkenton. This most points the Titans have scored since 2021. Ryan Tannehill better get back quick. Before they fall in love with this kid, Mitchell, as you know how this league is, it's what have you done for me lately? And lately, this kid has gone off. Desmond Ritter, 8 for 12. I mean, they don't want to put the ball in his hands. Then he goes out and Tyler uh, Heineke, you know, the old Washington legend, um, 12 for 21, 175 in a tug. But John Robinson finally getting back because they were talking about they right the hot hand. If you don't put your top pick in the game and give him the ball. Like, Arthur Smith, don't overthink it. Like, good night. But we talked about it. Will Levis, great game, 19-29, to 29, 238, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and that opened the door for Derrick Henry. 22 rushes, 101, four receptions for 21 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, he probably told the kid, hey, just throw it up. Just throw it up to me. And he did. He only had four catches, three of them for touchdowns, Mitchell. Four catches, three were touchdowns, 128 yards, and Harold Landry woke up with two sacks. I can't wait. Well, you're watch this Titans team play Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell. I got my money on the Titans. 
I, I like the Titans too. And you know what? Tennessee's got to be feeling really good about their draft pick, Will Levis. They got to be stoked that he fell to them in the second round. He's looking pretty darn good at this game, you know. But to your point, Ryan Tannehill, even if he does come back healthy, we've seen it time and time again. We saw it last year, you know. Garoppolo goes out. Trey Lance goes out. Brock Purdy comes in. It only takes a game or two for the whole script of the season to switch. And Will Levis, what I loved about this kid, and this is my biggest knock about Russell Wilson and other quarterbacks that are just not giving their, their legit star players opportunity. He saw, hey, I got, I got a perennial pro bowler, you know, potential Hall of Famer sitting next to me and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just going to throw the rip. ball up to him. Let it rip. Three tutties. You know what I mean? I, it ain't that hard. At least, why not? You're a rookie. Throw it to your best player. Let him make something happen. And he did just that, and he's given the Tennessee Titans some life here. We'll see. I mean, the three and four, go to Pittsburgh, get a win, get back to 500. Sky's the limit for this team. Sky's the limit. I mean, the South was wide open, but, uh, I mean, it looks like Jacksonville's running away with it. But that seventh that seventh spot is always up for grabs. And I'm going to say this about the Falcons before we leave this game, Rich. The quicker the Atlanta Falcons realize Desmond Ritter is not that guy, the better for this team because they got some playmakers. I just, I don't see it. I know it's his only his second year, but we've seen it again, time and time again, you hang on to the wrong guy and you're going to let a guy like Bajan Robinson, who's a running back, probably doesn't have the longest lifespan for his athletic career. You got to get somebody under center that knows how to manage that game and get guys the ball in the right hands because they've got Kyle Pitts. They got Drake London. They got Bajan Robinson. What they don't have is a facilitator at quarterback, and they need that ASAP pronto. They do. They do. And and, and I think they know that, and I, I would hope they get it done soon. But we'll see, Mitchell, because they're winning ball games, um, and they're not going to be in a position to draft one really high. Maybe Kirk Cousins comes in free agency, but you talking about the Achilles. I don't know. I don't know what they do, Mitchell. Wow. To the game we have not talked about yet and probably the most important game of this weekend, Huge comeback. Seattle made it a lot more interesting than it probably needed to be. JSN, big-time play. He's starting to show up. Their first-round pick. Richard, the Seahawks get a thrilling win. Your thoughts on this game? Defense. Defense. Mitchell, this defense. And, and Reek, you dropped another one. You dropped another one. He had one in the game, Mitchell. Great interception. Could have had two in the game. Cap off. Go home, eat some pizza, but let's hold it down. Let's hold it down because he did have a great game. But Jordan Brooks played another incredible game. He played incredible last week. He didn't really talk about him a lot. Played incredible this week. Had a great game. Julian Love had a crucial interception, clutch interception down the stretch. And he didn't have the greatest game, Gino. He had a couple. He, I'm sure he wanted back a little bit of a low throw that Hurst interception, tipped it up to himself, intercepted. But when they needed to have it, he had poise. He got the ball to DK Metcalf for a crucial third down conversion. He got the ball to JSN, one of his three catches, crucial. And JSN got up that sideline for the touchdown, the game-winning touchdown with, I think, 38 seconds to go. But this defense, again, Clint Hurt, Clint Hurt deserves a ton of credit because he's turned this defense around. I told these guys, Bobby Wagner's leadership means more than you think it does. And finally, they brought him back, and his defense has turned it around. They have two really good corners. They have two really good safeties, good linebacker play. They brought Frank Clark in because they lost um, uh, uh, Nwosu, and that was a terrible loss. Um, and that's – Uchenna was uh, – it, it, was, it was having – you know, they just paid him. It felt really good. You lose a guy like that, they brought Frank Clark in. He's going to help him out, but that D-line is playing well. Oh, I love the way this defense is playing. Offensively, they brought in Jason Peters. He played a solid game against Miles Garrett. He blocked him on some critical plays where they had to have it. It was cool to see. Um, but, man, this was a fun game. Tyler Lockett, old faithful, coming through, as he always does, 8 for 81 in a touchdown. Oh, this Seahawks team is moving up in my power rankings. They are now number one in the NFC West. They were, they were chasing the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers are going on a bye week watching the Seattle Seahawks thrive. And the Seahawks got the Ravens. Ooh, that's going to be a good game, Mitchell. 
be a good game. Well, this game, this game means a lot because the Cleveland Browns were hot. They were a team on the rise. And I know they don't have their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, not like he was playing all that great anyways. But still, this defense in Cleveland, one of the best in the league, they can steal games at home, on the road, doesn't matter. For Seattle to come away and win this game, it's a statement win. And they get a huge test next week against Baltimore. That's going to really decide, hey, is this team, are, are they good or are they really good or on the verge of great? Because to your point, defensively, they've stepped up. Offensively, I think they're coming to life pretty good. JSN's coming alive. Big plays, back-to-back weeks. Kenneth Walker, limited in his touches, but he's still a huge impact. 66 huge yards impact. on eight, eight rushes. Your boy, Tyler Lockett, the realtor up there, dominating in the real yes, estate sir. world, by the way. Eight receptions, 81 yards. The ageless one are Tyler Lockett and a tutty. I mean, Seattle, I like them. I like them a lot. They came into Detroit. They beat us in overtime. I mean, they've they've won big games, and that's the difference. To me, you stack their resume against the Miami Dolphins. This team has beat some big te- teams, and they got another big test next week. Richard, in your heart of hearts, I know statistically, record-wise and everything, they are better than the 49ers. But if these two teams lined up on a neutral site today, who do you have, the Niners or the Hawks? Don't know, Bencho, because I don't know who these two teams are. But I know right now the Seattle Seahawks are playing great football and the San Francisco 49ers are not. They got to get that defense figured back out. They somehow lost the juice, lost the magic. So I mean they got to they get we get to see them play twice this year, Mitchell. One of them on Thanksgiving. One of them on Thanksgiving in Seattle. Hmm. I wish I could be there, Mitchell, but I'll be in New York waiting for that Black Friday game between the Miami Dolphins and the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. The Seattle Seahawks are rolling right now, hot as fish grease. And I can't wait to see what they do in Baltimore because Baltimore has won some games, but they've had some puzzling losses that lost to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it's glaring. It's 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 glaring, Mitchell. It's like, what was that going on in that game? What was the formula? Because this defense is getting more and more confident. They got great leadership. They got big-time playmakers, and they're starting to believe, Mitchell. They're, so once you start to believe on defense, it gets dangerous. Well, like you said, Rich, this this team, they're going to be on the rise. I'm sure they're going to be on the rise in your power ranks, too. Kudos to the Seattle Seahawks getting it done. Richard, this, this concludes our recap of the week. Any final thoughts? Well, Mitchell, the, the final thoughts are San Francisco 49ers got to figure it out. I don't know if Steve Wilkes is the answer. It's not seeming like he's the answer. The, the Seattle Seahawks are figuring it out. These young kids, they got these young foundational pieces in the draft that are coming to life and playing great football. Gino is still playing great football. He played he played really good football down the stretch to make sure they got this win. Um, I'm sure Pete Carroll is very excited. Philadelphia Eagles look good. The Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, that's going to be a big-time game. I can't wait to watch that one. Um, but man, I don't know what to make of this season, Mitchell, but it's fun. Well, we're almost halfway there. That's it. That's a wrap guys. Thank you guys for tuning in as always, Richard. I will let you sign us off. Well, thanks for joining in. Hit the subscribe button. If you're new, if you need to get a clue, if you want to play who's who, this is my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. I'm Richard Sherman. Thanks for watching. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.